From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the strongest cold wave of the season prompts nationwide warnings and is expected to last throughout this weekend. The ruling People Power Party taps Justice Minister Han Dong-hoon to head its emergency leadership committee ahead of the general elections in April. And the Supreme Court rules in favor of Korean victims of Japan's wartime forced labor and a second set of damages suits seeking compensation from two Japanese firms. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The strongest cold wave of the season has prompted related warnings for most of the country. The Arctic weather is expected to last until this weekend, with some regions also seeing heavy snowfall. Max Lee reports. With the cold wave alert active for most of the country, the harshest winter conditions of the season thus far will continue into this weekend. Thursday morning temperatures plummeted to minus 25.3 degrees in Innam, Cherwon County in Gangwon Province, while Seoul saw a low of minus 14.4 degrees. Heavy snowfall is also continuing to affect the southern resort island of Jeju, South Jeolla Province, and the west coast of South Chungcheong Province, where heavy snow warnings were issued. The precipitation will continue throughout the day in the regions and last until Friday for Jeju Island, where Hala Mountain has reported over 50 centimeters of accumulation. The frigid conditions are expected to continue tomorrow, with Friday morning lows expected to be similar to or slightly lower than Thursday, with temperatures dropping to minus 15 degrees in Seoul and minus 20 degrees in Taiwan before gradually rising from Saturday. However, the feels-like temperature in central regions, including the capital area, is expected to drop to around minus 20 degrees. Heavy snows, combined with sub-zero temperatures, have left many affected regions seeing icy road conditions, so caution is advised. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. The ruling People Power Party has put forth Justice Minister Han Dong-hoon as its emergency leadership committee chief ahead of April's general elections. At a meeting with reporters on Thursday, PPP acting chief and floor leader Yoon Jae-ok said Han's nomination was decided after collecting opinions from party representatives, heads of regional party committees, and standing advisors. Yoon expressed anticipation that Han will meet public expectations for change and reform, lead the party through parliamentary reforms, and induce political and cultural improvements. Referring to Han's high approval ratings as a future political leader, the floor leader said he expects the former justice minister to garner support from the youth and moderate voters, while also bringing together the country's conservatives in support of the ruling party. The presidential office also said Han handed in his resignation as justice minister on Thursday. Han's nomination comes after former PPP chief Kim Gi-hyun stepped down last Wednesday in the face of discord over recommendations by the party's innovation panel and sinking approval ratings ahead of the general elections. Following, sorry. Following approval of Han's nomination by the party's Supreme Council as early as Thursday afternoon, the PPP is set to convene a national committee on Tuesday for ratification before he is officially appointed next week. The Supreme Court upheld lower court rulings in favor of a group of Korean victims of Japan's wartime forced labor and a second set of damages suits seeking compensation from two Japanese firms. The top court on Thursday confirmed appellate court rulings that ordered Japan's Mitsubishi Heavy Industries and Nippon Steel to pay a maximum 150 million won, 
or around $115,000, to each of the victims as well as damages for the delay for a total of 1.17 billion won. Seven of the victims filed the suit against Nippon Steel in 2013 for forcing them to work at the state-run Kamaishi and Yahata Steel Mills during Japan's colonial rule in the early 1940s, while three other victims and a family member of a late victim sought damages from Mitsubishi Heavy Industries in 2014 for forced labor at the company's Nagoya plant in the mid-1940s. All of the victims have died over the past decade since filing the suits, after seeing the top court uphold rulings in favor of a previous group of victims against Nippon Steel for the first time one year prior. The Japanese firms have yet to pay the previously ordered compensation, claiming the statute of limitations has passed, to which the court said on Thursday that the 2018 ruling clearly established that the two countries' 1965 normalization treaty did not pertain to such damages suits. Japan's chief cabinet secretary Yoshimasa Hayashi expressed Tokyo's strong regret in response, saying the court ruling clearly goes against the 1965 treaty. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has said that his country will retaliate against a nuclear attack with its own nuclear weapons. The North's state-run Korean Central News Agency said on Thursday that Kim made the remark the day before as he conveyed words of encouragement to members of a Missile General Bureau unit that took part in Monday's test firing of the Hwasong-18 solid-fuel intercontinental ballistic missile. While meeting with the soldiers at the head office of the Central Committee of the Ruling Workers' Party of Korea, Kim said the military activity the unit carried out was a demonstration of the North's fidelity and the strength of its military force. The leader assessed that the latest launch provided a clear explanation of the country's nuclear strategy and its response doctrine under which Pyongyang will not hesitate to launch nuclear attacks if faced with a nuclear provocation by the enemy. He then stressed that the true defense capacity to safeguard peace comes from the ability to preemptively attack any enemy as well as military preparedness. The UN General Assembly has adopted a resolution condemning human rights violations by North Korea and called for efforts to address the issue. In a General Assembly meeting at the UN headquarters in New York on Tuesday, the resolution was passed by consensus without a vote, making it the 19th of its kind since 2005. Led by the European Union, this year's resolution reflected the recent forced repatriation of North Korean escapees in China and called on UN members to observe the UN Convention Against Torture and Other Cruel, Inhuman, or Degrading Treatment or Punishment. The convention prohibits expulsion or extradition in cases where torture is a possibility upon return. The resolution also stipulated that the North is raising funds for its nuclear weapons development via forced labor and other acts that violate human rights, while also mentioning the issues of prisoners of war and abductees. Police on Wednesday filed for the pretrial detention of two suspects accused of vandalizing the walls of the historic Gyeongbok Palace in central Seoul with graffiti. The Seoul Jongno police station said it is seeking to remand a 17-year-old male suspect, identified by his surname Im, for repeatedly spraying the phrase free movie in Korean and the name of an illegal streaming site in the early hours last Saturday. Im's alleged accomplice, a 16-year-old female surnamed Kim, was released late Wednesday in consideration of her age and degree of involvement. Im and Kim testified that they had vandalized the walls of the state-designated cultural heritage site after an unidentified person offered them money through social media, claiming to have received 100,000 won, or around 77 U.S. dollars, in advance. 
Office workers living in the metropolitan area spend an average of around one hour and 20 minutes on the road daily to commute to work. The finding was contained in a report released by Statistics Korea on Thursday, analyzing the commute of 7.12 million professionals nationwide using data provided by SK Telecom. The data showed that the average daily commute time nationwide was 72.6 minutes, with an average of 34.7 minutes to get to work and 37.9 minutes to get home. There was a disparity in commute times by gender, with men spending 75.6 minutes getting to and from work, 7.7 minutes longer than women at 67.9 minutes. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 14.28 points, or 0.55% on Thursday, to close the day at 2,600.02. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, losing 3.54 points, or 0.41%, to close at 859.44. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.